Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Made by Mamas, the podcast. I'm Zoe. And I'm Georgia. And we're here talking all things parenthood, tips and tricks, products we love, and brands that we can't live without. Let's get into it. How are you, Dee? I'm okay. How are you? I mean, ups and downs, highs and lows. Hopping along. <laughs> Just call me hop along. <laughs> I had a bit of an incident, uh, hashtag footgate, last week in a bar. It's like one of the only nights That's I've been out. That's why you shouldn't go to bars. Seriously, when do we ever go to bars? <laughs> I know. And some very drunken woman who actually we know... Uh, quite well just basically dropped and smashed her glass full glass um, of booze on my foot it just popped the foot open and then I feel like I've definitely damaged the ligaments I'm laughing because you know what else is there to do yeah what else can you do but I'm going to say this on on here so everyone else can get at you as well you need to go and see somebody okay mum anyway how are you what's happening (laughs) I'm alright. You look great today. Thank you. I love this little green, what is it, green I've cashmere onesie. It's sort of, I've sort of come in loungewear today because we're here for such a long time. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone wants to see, I'm basically wearing, yeah, like a onesie. How are you getting on with little Gigi? She's all good. Yeah, she's lovely actually. Yeah. She's such a good bubba. Yeah, I went to see schools yesterday. That's a bit scary. Isn't I can't it? believe that Axel's starting school in September. I How know. did that happen? I don't know. I really don't know. When I was looking around, like all the children in the like classes, and stuff I was literally like oh my god you're all actual children yeah like, you're not like toddlers no. or babies you're children and you're sitting at desks and you're writing I mean what the hell I mean will he what be going dressed as a police officer every <laughs> single day that's the question I want to know no but <laughs> but I do think uniform has something to do with the school you pick because I saw this school yesterday which had red berets so then I googled schools in Brentwood with red berets <laughs> Did you? Yeah, yeah, because well, I know. think he'd love to wear a red beret. So, you know, watch this space. Excellent. Any sort of dress up Axel's involved in, <laughs> yeah. he enjoys. Um, so today is going to be a fairly tough conversation, I think. Yeah, it, it, I mean, definitely is. We've had some messages about um, um, grief. And we've obviously touched on this subject before when we spoke to the absolutely incredible Cara Greenwood who came in to talk about baby loss. But we haven't ever talked about parenting through grief. So if something you know, traumatic happens in our lives, how do we then how do we then cope? What are our coping mechanisms to then be able to carry on parenting? Yeah. So for example, the loss of a parent. Now, I lost my dad in 2013. I wasn't a mum at this point. I was 30. Out of the blue, he had a humongous heart attack, a pulmonary emb- embolism that shot from his left leg up to his lungs and he just died. It was horrendous. No time yeah. to prep, nothing. So I went through it. And I'm still going through it as a parent. It didn't happen when I'd had my children. But for me, it's about communicating the loss of Luna and Kit's grandfather to her, to them. And I do. Yeah, because you want them to know who he was, that he would have been a big part of their lives, that he is a big part of their lives because he's in you. Yeah. Um, And I also want to show them that it mattered to me. So I'm quite comfortable crying in front of them. When we look at pictures of him, he's up around the house all the time. So I, I can, I, I've got a taste of how it feels. But the girl that we're talking to today lost her mum very tragically this year, not that long ago. She's mum to two and she speaks very openly on her Instagram about her loss. Yeah, she does. I mean, 
you, you can't imagine having to put on that brave face every morning or every day mm. um, and if do you have to put on a brave face maybe you don't um, mm. I'm going to be really interested to see what you know what she says how she's been coping um, I think sometimes on Instagram you see how someone's doing but until you actually speak to them you don't know what's going on behind the scenes so I think that's going to be really interesting yeah and this is the first chat that she's done in this sort of way so today we are chatting to Katie Impey aka the mum lifestyle let's get into it so we are absolutely over the moon and so excited that this amazing woman sitting opposite us today has blessed us with her presence. Uh, she is an incredible mum to two, Lottie who's three and Isabella who's eight. Um, she's got a fantastic Instagram, uh, The Mum Lifestyled, talking all things fashion and parenting. Um, she's just basically one of the, the, the nicest humans I've ever met. Oh, so we're so <laughs> happy that Katie... <laughs> that is a good a intro. Good she is. Katie Impey, The Mum oh, Lifestyled is in the house. How are you? I'm all right. I'm okay. Yeah, you're not, you you're not allowed me. to start crying yet. I know. Crazy. I mean, this is ridiculous. <laughs> so it does have that effect with her intros. <laughs> um, now, Katie, um, obviously today is going to be a fairly tough conversation, but we feel a very important one to have. We're going to be talking about parenting through grief. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you've had probably one of the worst years of your life this year. Can you just talk us through what's been going on over the last 12 months okay so in august last year my mum was diagnosed with kidney cancer um and it became apparent quite quickly that it was terminal um and then over the space of nine months she just things went from bad to worse really um and she passed away in april um of this year so um it's yeah it's it's when i reflect on the last 12 months it almost seems like a bad dream it's mm. like how can life change so drastically you know in such a short space of time it's yeah it, it doesn't it doesn't seem real at times but unfortunately it is and well, we're living it so. what was that um moment like for you as her daughter finding out that she had terminal cancer um shocking and um terrifying um she she's had cancer before uh she had breast cancer uh just before she turned 40 so i was in my teens um and so it's always a kind of like a dark cloud that had hung over us yeah at the c word Mm -hmm. and i'd had my own cancer scare the year before i'd had um precancerous cells on my cervix which seemed really scary at the time and now on reflection it's you know was that when you went for a smear yeah right yeah um and they came back abnormal but they were quite advanced so i had to have surgery i had to have part of my cervix removed and that was terrifying and i just remember thinking oh my god it's it's come to get me mm-hmm. you know kind of have always lived with that fear we had the BRCA gene test because my mum had had breast cancer under 40 and her mum actually died. She was 29 when... So my grandmother was 29 when she died oh of breast cancer. So my mum was four when she lost her mum. So it's always been a big part of our lives. Um, yeah, so... And then to find out that actually she she had... We'd had these kind of checkups every year after her being in remission from the breast cancer. Gosh... 15 years ago um and then to find out that actually she'd had this kidney cancer for at least seven years no um did that make you feel quite angry yeah and it's something that i've had to put in a box because if i address that anger it will really rile me and make Mm. me Mm. feel irrational thoughts and so I've, i've very much had to box that away um, but yeah, we found out after she was diagnosed that they'd missed um, the tumour. She'd had a scan. She'd been having persistent urinary infections. Um, and she was 61 by this point. So, so young, they just dismissed it, the sweats and the tiredness and the kind of um, just just that unwell feeling that she couldn't put her finger on as the menopause. Mm, Um, And then it was only this one amazing GP that had the foresight to look back over her records. And she was like, hang on a minute, these urine infections are so persistent. And then she went so far back that they picked, she saw this. She said, oh, you had a scan in 2011 and it showed a mass. 
my mum was like, oh, can't remember, you know. Lots happens in those in those seven years. I, you know, she became a grandmother. You know, you think what happens in the space of seven years, life yeah. in general, the trips that you take, the jobs, you know, whatever. Mm. Um, yeah, so um, that scan sh- actually showed a, the start of a tumour, which went undetected. And by the time it was diagnosed in August of last year, it was stage four, it spread to her lungs, her it was in her the original source was her left kidney it spread to her right kidney and the tumor that was around three centimeters in 2011 was over 11 centimeters it was bigger than the kidney itself oh my god so yeah so it was it was like bam bam it was it was just so much and it it just kind of went from bad to worse really and was there no hope the diagnosis was terminal that was it well with kidney cancer um it's it's always terminal so you can't treat it with conventional cancer treatment so it doesn't respond to chemo there's obviously lots of research and there are some really innovative treatments out there but because my mum's had progressed to the stage that it was it was really a case of just containing it as much as they could and prolonging her life Mm -hmm as much as, as possible mm-hmm. yeah so that was the hope but she had surgery to have the kidney removed in the august um she just never really recovered from that surgery right. um it was almost like we'd rattled the hornet's nest yeah you know it's mm-hmm. like it'd been laid laid kind of dormant and undetected and really considering how widespread the cancer was she'd lived such a normal i mean i've got we were in ibiza the week before she was diagnosed dancing at a beach club drinking mm. mojitos wow you know i remember joking that we invited them to join us on our holiday so my husband and i could you know have a bit of party time in ibiza and this one particular night my mum my and dad wouldn't go home they were, da- they, were, they, were, they were the ones dancing i was like come on guys you know you're, you're here for us ba- babysitters <laughs> time. exactly and she just like had so much life in her so mm. it was just shocking and i think the thing with cancer is it's a cruel disease in so many ways, but in some ways it prepares you at every stage. So you think that you can't, how are you going to live through this? How are you going to get through mm. this? And at some point you adjust and that becomes the new normal. And then you get hit with another wave of bad news. And then at some stage you adjust to that and that becomes the new normal. And at every yeah. stage, you know, my dad was a, typical man and you know he's never made a bed or loaded the dishwasher or done any of those things and as my mum's um as the disease progressed and she got more and more poorly um he just took more and more on and became just you know it, it it taught him a lot of life lessons and now he's kind of able to do things that he would never have been able to do if it was if it had been a sudden thing mm. yeah. he would have literally just been sat there going how the where do i where does this go what we how t- do i we were talking about this earlier on and i was saying in you know in the chat before you came in that obviously when i lost my dad it was a, a pulmonary embolism so a blood clot in the leg just just shot straight yeah. to his lungs so there wasn't a chance to say goodbye no. and actually I was in Ibiza and I couldn't get on a flight and he died almost instantly so my mum was left with that reality of kind of what do I do now mm. you know it's that yeah. feeling but I guess you know with an illness there isn't it, one way isn't better or worse no. do you know what I mean they no. both bring absolute horrors and traumas ultimately you are you're left to live the rest of your lives without that person exactly um, and in some ways the cancer is cruel because you see it mm. just yeah taking that you know it's it's it 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 damaged my mum more emotionally than it did physically. I mean, she changed so much in mentally. Right. Um, and that I found the hardest thing to cope with. Um, but then we did have a... We were able to get used to the idea. We were able to do things when she was... When we were finally, eventually told that she had weeks you know the cancer had spread beyond any you know she she was on a she they trialed her on this treatment called immunotherapy which is really groundbreaking in terms of kidney cancer and I know that it's really successful for a lot of people but it was obviously just too little too late my mum 
Um, but she, we, we were able to have four amazing weeks. I got married. Yeah, I was going to ask yeah. you, what do you do? Because that was my next, were you going to say yeah, the same thing? Yeah, same. Yeah, I'm, I was going to say, how do you go about sort of making those weeks the best that they can possibly be? So, you know, you never, you, you don't want, you don't ever want to be faced with that prospect. But I guess when you're in that, then you just have to make every day count as much as you can really um i had a message from somebody on instagram just this week actually um saying that she'd was going through something similar her mum been diagnosed with cancer and it was terminal and that she only had a few months left and you know she doesn't she feels lost and and my advice to anybody going through that is to just be grateful for the here and now and live in the here and now like I tried not to allow myself to get too upset during her illness because I knew that at some point she wasn't going to be around and I would have the rest of my life to cry and be sad Mm, mm. and I didn't want to waste a single day of her being here feeling sad Mm. so you know I just wanted I was just so grateful that every day that we had her and even on the rubbish days and she was really sick and it was really tough to see her like that I was just glad that she was there yeah so you know I just you just no matter whether it's days weeks months you just have to live for the grab hold don't 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 look too Mm. far ahead Mm. yeah and obviously your children are are really young Mm. um so especially Lottie so how did you go about sort of telling them explaining to them what was going on or did you not so we didn't tell we didn't we didn't really tell Lottie anything um well she was what two at the time yeah yeah um so but Isabella Isabella had a particularly close relationship with my mum beyond the usual grandmother granddaughter I mean Isabella since described my mum as a second mum um and they they formed an especially close bond from like the moment she was born. My mum was in the room with me when I had her. She was literally like business end <laughs> on a stool, like head in front of the midwives. Um, and she she was the first person to see Isabella. Like she could mm. see her head coming out. Oh, gruesome. Um, <laughs> that moment that we don't want to think about. Yeah, again. that one. Yeah, um, the one that I definitely didn't want my husband to see. see. Um, so yeah, they had an especially close relationship. So I was really conscious. Um, I didn't want to frighten her because I was terrified. We were all terrified, and I didn't want her to live with that the fear that I was feeling unless it was completely necessary. And then obviously, it once we knew that the, she'd had the surgery, but the cancer had spread and that it was terminal, um, we decided to tell her. Um, but we were going to tell her together um, over a weekend. Um, but I'd, it was, I remember it was half term. So she, I'd had her with me and we'd been to the farm with friends. And when we got back to the car park, put the girls in the car and it was my friend who was over for my Ibiza. And she was like, oh, you know, put the kids in the car. She's like, how's your mum? Because she knew that the girls didn't know. And I said, oh, not good. And da, 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 da. Sort of had a little chat with her. And when I got in the car, Isabella said to me, why do you keep talking about nanny and you don't tell me? And I just thought, I need to I need to tell you. And she just looked at me, she said, has she got cancer? No. And I was like, oh my God. And I just, I thought anything I say other than yes is going to be a lie. Mm. So I just had to have the conversation with her and it was horrific. I remember driving and like, she was sobbing, she was crying, she was screaming for her, oh God. <laughs> She was crying for her dad. And um, I just felt awful because I couldn't, I I couldn't, I can't, you can't protect them from that. That is the truth. Mm. Um, And she's very intelligent. She's very mature. And she deserved to know the truth. Um, But after that, she handled it really, really well. um, And was very brave. We had another wobble when my mum started to have... It spread to my mum's brain um, by November. So she started to have radiotherapy. Um, 
and it meant that she lost her hair. So that was something. Um, so that was a that was a visible thing yes. that yeah. Isabella had to deal with, and you yeah. could see, yeah, you can see it. You, yeah. Mm. Um, so that was that was she found that really difficult, and it was something that my mum was terrified of. She didn't want Isabella to see her differently. Um, and we went down the wig route. Um, I, it's so funny because Lottie loves playing hairdressers. And um, <laughs> she was doing my, she usually does my mum's hair, but obviously my mum didn't have any hair. Um, but she had a wig that she kept in the spare room upstairs on like a little wig stand. And um, Lottie, instead of doing my mum's hair, was doing my dad's. And then Lottie said, oh, um, Nanny, it's your turn now. And my mum said, oh, but Nanny, Nanny hasn't got any hair. She said, yes, yeah, you have. It's upstairs in the bedroom. I'll go and get it. <laughs> so I think, and, and she's very, that kind of blatant, like, say what you see attitude. Mm. She, she will walk into a room and say, my Nanny died. And it's like, but it's, yeah. that's just facts and she doesn't carry any emotional connection to it it's something that's happened and I don't think she has any emotion with that yet she's three yeah but she will say we've got like a glass like a panoramic roof in the car and she'll go well she'll just be in the car and wave through the the roof and be like hello nanny nanny's in the sky and she will talk so openly about it whereas Isabella is much more of a closed book um and we've had a few moments with her where she's been acting out since my mum died and which is really out of character for her and when i've pushed her on it on it she says it's because she's angry angry yeah mm. yeah of course hurts me so much because she's the kindest little girl so to think that that beautiful little soul feels anger oh god it breaks it breaks my heart of course it does and and, and i guess for anybody that's going through something similar to you or that's lost a parent that's got young kids what do you say to her what do you say to isabella do you explain you know do, do you try and really go there with her emotionally or are you trying to sort of numb it well for for quite for quite i was gonna say for a long a long time it hasn't been, a, no. it still hasn't no. been a long no. time. I mean, it's been like seven months since she passed away. So in the grand scheme of things, it isn't a long time. But I think for, certainly for the first few months and during my mum's illness as well, I very much tried to protect Isabella from how I was feeling. So like that fear, you know, I was just terrified, anxious, worried, scared. Um, and then after she passed away, that sadness and I try to protect Isabella from that because that's what you do as a parent you mm. want to protect your children from everything you don't ever want them to be upset mm. the bullies at school yeah. you know whatever it might be um so I try to protect her from that and then there was a moment when I think it was when we were talking about her being angry and I said it's you know it's okay you know to be angry I said why why didn't you talk to me about how you were feeling? You can talk to me about anything, you know. If you were feeling angry, I wish you'd said, you know, you can come talk to me about anything. She said, oh, I didn't want to upset you. Mm. Yeah. And that was a real pivotal moment for me because I realised that up until then, I'd been hiding my emotions and I was almost saying to her this is how you deal with emotion yeah. you hide yeah. it you're yeah. trying to protect each other of course yeah. it's yeah. like a beautiful dance around each other it, yeah. trying to look, exactly. look after one another and I and I thought well no it she needs to know that it's okay to be sad and it's okay to cry because mm. you know your grief is equal to your love and your happiness yeah. and your sadness and your laughter it's all one of the same it's yeah, all emotions exactly. they all mean something and we've all lost a great uncle or a you know even when a celebrity dies and you feel like oh god you know George Michael and you yeah. kind of feel that like oh that sadness but then you move on from it because they didn't have that much of an impact on your life whereas somebody that's um a big part of your life and you miss them every day you're constantly going to carry that sadness so mm. and that sadness is gonna bubble over and sometimes in the strangest of ways and zoe 
you and I had a, a moment a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. I was coming into London for work and I got off the tube at Bond Street tube station and literally could not control myself mm. I was sobbing my mum used to every weekend jump on the tube get off at Bond Street tube and would have like her little shop like she was a shopaholic she shopped constantly I wonder where you get it from <laughs> oh, and honestly I mean we, we we joke that like the TK Maxx profits must have plummeted <laughs> after April because you know she was constantly in there and she yeah she loved she loved shopping and it was something we would do a lot together as well and it just hit me and I and then I I got myself together and walked into this event and I saw Zoe and she was so great and I was like I can't believe that something like that would generate such a huge oh don't I mean I was in a coffee shop only literally last week and there was a grandfather on the next door table with his grandson and they were joking around and playing they were playing this game with a straw and I just just burst into tears I had to turn my head away and I thought my dad never met my children never met like they're not going to know they're never I mean they're going to know about him but they won't ever get to sit on his knee won't ever get to make them giggle or take them to the park or take them swimming it's devastating still devastating my dad died six years ago and I still think about him every day but I, I, I have to keep his memory alive by telling telling Luna and Kit and Luna says oh um I don't have a grandpa Peter because grandpa Peter's drinking a beer in the pool because that's what he lived in Kenya and he was always seen by the side of a pool with his, <laughs> with a cold one in his hand so she says that, so we talk about him and it's yeah. really lovely for and me but that created, never goes away you've recreated really. his character yeah. for them so he ca- and that's the thing isn't it when I, I think I've I actually really enjoy talking about my mum especially like on my my Instagram and sharing obviously the journey that we went on with her illness and then beyond that and I will still talk about her and a post will pop up on my Facebook and I'll yeah and I'll I'll pop it up on my Instagram I mean 99% of the people that follow me didn't know my mum I've never met her sure but it's a way of keeping her alive. Absolutely, and that's key because just because the physical body isn't here any longer mm. doesn't mean their yeah. soul isn't isn't. And I think if people stop talking about the dead. You know, we're we're not. Oh, we're not even supposed to mention it. You know, grief is grief, and we're mothers now. We've got kids to look after, but but our parent has died yeah and yeah. that nobody prepares you for losing a parent and then you become a parent and then your your own mortality starts being questioned oh, God, yeah. have you been through that yeah I, I i i get really anxious about like the little the little things i think oh god you know and you my, because my i think my mum lost her mum at a really young yeah. age yeah and now i've lost my mum and even though i'm in my 30s yeah, it, 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 well, you're never prepared. Are no, you? you're never going to be. Prepared. And like I say, that whole cancer thing is something that has always kind of lived mm. over us. And I think my mum actually, because of that, even though she was only sixty-one, she was ready. She, when she turned sixty, she was so happy. She never ever thought she'd reach sixty. So mm. she was like, "I've, I've, I've made sixty. So whatever I get." beyond this mm. a bonus years like mm. she was that was her genuine attitude to life and obviously we didn't realize how little time after that we would have got but she was like I've had the best life you know I've I've had a good life I have no regrets and you know it that made it a lot easier for all of us to kind of deal with her not being around knowing that she was content with mm. what she was leaving behind and the life that she'd led definitely made things a little bit easier. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. What, what have you learned um, through the process in terms of your own parenting? So what, I guess the question is, are there things that you wish you had said to your girls and or do you feel like you've been honest in your grief to them? Yeah, I mean, like I said, I wasn't for a while and that was a learning curve. And I think grief is so unique. The circumstances of, of your grief are unique. So like you, you lost your dad very suddenly. Mine, we had a whole process and time to adjust. And, you know, whether it's a mum, it's a dad, the, that relationship. It, I, I think my grief... Ha- had it been my dad for example would have been different because my relationship with him is different and I think it's such a unique thing Um, you just have to learn to ride the waves to ride the waves we were talking about this weren't we yeah it's a cliche but it when once you're in it it makes sense it is literally like waves and like it's 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 always going to be ever going to be a part of your life that that is now part of who you are grief Mm. is a part of who you are and it will always be an undercurrent and there will be times when those waves get really choppy and really really difficult to kind of keep your head above water um, and you become consumed by it but I've learned to allow myself to be consumed and to have a bad day or two because I know that if I fight it it will just drag on and on and on (sighs) Um, whereas if I allow it and allow myself to go to that place for a day or two, I'll wake up one day and just feel better. Yeah. I think that allowing is really, I really love that because if if it ever comes up or I ever find, a, or not find, I go to the place where I've got all my photographs of him and I sit with Luna and I, I let myself cry in front of her and she sees my tears and she says, don't cry, mummy. Oh. You know, and we talk about Grandpa Peter together and I think it's really nice for both of us. I'm not frightened to show her that, you know, I can howl with laughter, but I can also sob like I'm going to yes. break. I think yes. it's really, really, Absolutely. me, I think it's important to show Absolutely. that. Absolutely, and, and we had... Uh, we had an inc- incident um, last weekend. We went on a bit of a road trip. We drove to Cornwall yeah. to make up the time. We were playing like a um, car jukebox. So we were all taking it in turns to choose a song. Obviously, we had the whole back catalogue of Frozen from the tape. <laughs> <laughs> um, Every car journey. Oh, God. <laughs> I haven't got that yet. Oh, <laughs> you wait. It's out on Friday. You wait. Um, and um, that wasn't a plug, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag not an Hashtag ad. not an ad. Um, but yeah, um, and then it was Isabella's turn and she said, oh, she said, there's a song that I want to play, but I think it will upset mummy. I said, what is it? And I knew what she was going to say. And it was my, one of my mum's favourite songs was um, Donna Summer. And um, she was like, oh, I, w- I, want, I want Nanny's song. And I was like, oh, let's put it on. I was yeah. like, I might cry a li- little bit. I said, but I'm also going to sing my heart out mm. and remember, you know, dancing with her to it. I said, it's that's what we have to do. Like, let's put yeah. it on. So, yeah, definitely, I, I think just address it head on. And the one thing that I promised myself was that I wouldn't allow losing my mum to affect my children's childhood yes um so i just want to make the whole process that for me like that's my priority um no matter what i'm going through i i would hate for them to look back as adults and say oh mommy was sad mommy was sad Mm. and you know all the time yeah Yeah. so So, yeah sorry sorry no so I, i i think that having those bad days and letting them see the sadness but then having a couple of weeks of normal life yeah yeah um is is the way to do it for me yeah no i was just gonna say so in you know like sort of practicalities of life you know going on school all of that kind of stuff what what did you do after your mum passed did you know did you keep sending your kids to school and nursery and try and keep the you know normal routine going yeah, abso- yeah, absolutely. I I kept 
everything up as normally as possible I almost sought sought sanctuary in normality yeah Um, and also my mum she was a northerner she was from Manchester (laughs) she was a doer she would say to me oh come on love I've not brought you up to be like that she was like you know tough as anything yeah and I knew that she would like be so disappointed in me if I'd have become you know just allow it to consume me and Mm. I owe it to her to carry on and have a good life and be a great mum um I had a I had a wobble for for a few weeks after she died I would send Isabella into school like 15 minutes late yeah just because I just I didn't want to run the gauntlet and feel like everyone was staring at me and that was I and I know that every anyone that comes and talks to you and I'm not saying for anybody that's you know witnessing somebody go through what I've been through to not say mm. or do anything that's the worst thing you can do is to ignore it but for you me, weren't I ready just, to talk about it yeah, yeah I just I just needed I just didn't want to have to have those conversations so yeah. I just took that time until I was ready to then put a brave face on and and we took some time out we after the funeral we went to Ibiza which is our happy place we holidayed there as a family every year and um my husband and I booked to go my husband booked it as if you know come on let's do this it's gonna make you happy and it's my happy place um and then my dad decided to join us so we had a really nice couple of days it was it's almost like sounds like a really can I swear yeah Yeah. fucking course you can (laughs) it sounds like a really fucked up way of putting it but you know like after a wedding and you have a honeymoon yeah it was like it was like like our honeymoon after the funeral oh yeah i get it because you like it's like going away somewhere and processing everything that's yeah, happened. yeah. it's just when yeah. you, like her funeral was unbelievable i mean mm. it was spectacular it was the most beautiful day and it was the turnout was phenomenal and we put a lot into organizing it for her and she played a big part in organizing which she mm. you know told us what she wanted and that's another thing with an illness like that you can again have that whole process of planning those things together it doesn't make it any easier by any means but you know that you're doing it as she would have wanted um but yeah and then I just it's it's the reality isn't it it's like you're almost running on adrenaline between them dying and the funeral and then it goes quiet and And the quiet and 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 everybody's there and everybody's supportive and you're constantly you know oh yeah this this time at the church and these flowers and it is it's like organizing and a distraction it's a welcome distraction it's a welcome distraction and it gives you momentum and but then it's the next day it's literally it's like that wedding that that day after the wedding feeling it's like oh what we're gonna do now i know then you have to deal with the grief and then that's what happens and i'm wondering actually as you're talking for me i obviously didn't have i didn't have luna and kit or isla when when he died and i completely fell apart Mm. i mean those i'd say i was in therapy for a year afterwards and my therapist phil i mean he saved my life because there was i didn't think I would be able to carry on and I'm wondering you know you said a couple of weeks you know and then you had to pick yourself up and get yourself on with it because you have two girls you, to look after you, you, have, have, to. you have to I didn't have that see so your mm. your um, therapist was your savior my kids genuinely yeah. are I, I there's absolutely no way if I yeah, if I didn't have them that I would not be anywhere near the person that I am or have the inner strength like they are my absolute motivation every day like I would be an absolute wreck otherwise I I would be I'd I'd be consumed by it absolutely and I like I said I I just I won't allow what happened to my mum to have an effect on them as people as adults as you know I don't want them to have the scars of that kind of trauma I, I would that would be my biggest regret so I, that's it that's what I work towards just giving them as much normality as possible but mm-hmm. obviously incorporating the the loss I guess yeah. can you laugh can I laugh oh mm. absolutely mm. oh my god we laugh all the time and you know like you were saying about your dad talking about them there is not a day that goes by where we don't talk about my mum 
my husband and I were in a restaurant on Friday and he ordered a Thai curry. You know who'd love that? Your mum. She mm. comes up in everything mm. we do, you know, absolutely everything. Mm. Um, my eldest's got a love of leopard print. My mum was known for leopard print. Um, in fact, we're... Um, she we're having to next thing we one of the things we're going to have to do is kind of have a sort out of her belongings and one thing I've decided to do is um for Christmas have cushions made for the girls out of my mum's dresses that's a lovely thing to do so um and my my brother just recently got married and they're trying for a baby so I'm gonna have one made up for their for their baby when it comes um so just so like there's a little piece of her on Christmas Day, and yeah. um, you could, I know you can do it with shirts, men's shirts, and stuff. Oh, God. <laughs> oh. I never cried. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's like a yeah. horrendous, sad reality that we're yeah. all going to have to face one day because you know, like we're uh, actually we're sitting here as mothers, but we are still children to some yeah, to somebody. Exactly. And that you, you, your parents do not die. That's not what's supposed to happen. And when mm. they do world rocked you know a friend of mine I've, I met a friend of mine um, whilst my mum was ill and her mum has Alzheimer's um, and she she said to me um, and obviously she's like, her mum's still alive but she's lost a huge part of her she's not her mum anymore she, yeah. and she said something like this makes you feel like a grown up for the first time yeah. in your life like yeah. you grow up like that like you're not kids anymore as long as your mum and dad are alive you will always be a kid yeah you're a kid to someone yeah Yeah. exactly exactly so when you lose one of those a part of you has to grow up and and i'll be really honest and i've said this to my mum when he died i felt like i lost her as well because it was the first time she lives in kenya so she went Mm. back and suddenly it was just my sister and i and we were like the core of our family is good. like he was he was the pillar stone he mm. kept us together and yes you know we have a good we've worked on our relationship and it's in a new place now but actually you know when one of those people goes it's very hard it's not the same anymore is it it's not the it, same it's, no. and that's i think that's another thing that is part of the grief is coming to terms with your life never being the, the same, same again, again. Mm. no matter what you do where you go nothing will ever ever be the same again yeah christmases birthdays holidays you know we holidayed together it it's 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 that's it it's you have to and you have to get on with it like you have to Mm. and you have to find a way of creating a new normal Mm. um i guess so that's i mean obviously we've got a testing time with christmas that's gonna oh, yeah. be and you're only seven months it's not long at all yeah um and I, I that's gonna be a real test for me um i think the thought of like buying christmas presents and not buying her a christmas present and mm. that kind of thing is just it's going to be really tough and i think that's going to be my biggest test today because we were such a close family I and mean, we still are close will you family. do something yeah. special with the kids in remembrance to her yeah so we've got a couple of things planned we're taking the kids to lapland next week so yeah so that's um wow big surprise and that's going to be my christmas i'm yeah. so i'm more looking forward to that than anything else yeah because i know christmas day is going to be really tough yeah and we're just going to like knit down together on christmas day my dad my brother and his wife and the kids are going to just have a really quiet one um but we've booked to go away for new year um because it's my husband's 40th on the 3rd of january it's my eldest daughter's on the 4th of january and it would be my mum's birthday on the 2nd so we're all going to mauritius um primarily primarily to celebrate my husband's birthday but it just seemed right that we all be yeah. together on her birthday. Um, so, How yeah. lovely. Yeah, so, and I feel really like, grateful that we're yeah. able to, to do that and be together on that day and, you know, in, in such a special place. Yeah. It's going to be lovely. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, well, listen, at the end of every podcast, um, we all need to take a breath now. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, shows, I know. Firstly, like, thank yeah, you. Yeah, thank you so thank much. You. Thank you for asking me. It's but, a real privilege. Um 
I just can't quite believe that you've been so open and honest. It's such a hard thing to even try and talk about. But I know that so many people listening will have gone through this slash going through this and it will really help them. So thank you. Um, at the end of every podcast, we like to ask our guests for five of their favourite products that have kind of helped them through what's been going on in their lives. So I don't know if, you know, we had a conversation on the phone yesterday and you said that there, are, there was a book and a few other things that have helped you. Yeah, okay. So I, the first thing... Um, is a book called The Magic by Rhonda Byrne. Now I've, it's it's her, like a sequel, it's part of a series, so you might have heard of The Secret. Oh, yes. Yeah. So The Magic is like a follow on from that, and there's a couple, there's The Power. I read The Magic a few years ago and it just got me. Um, and it's all about practicing gratitude. Um, and I've, I've always sort of, it's a book that I've always gone back to. I suffer with anxiety. It really, really helped with my anxiety. It's all about reshifting your mindset and looking at things positively and yeah. being grateful for the good things that happened to you that day and not dwelling on the negatives, which is what I tended to do, which would then cause my anxiety. Um, and that really, really helped me through my mum's illness. Like I said, I throughout her illness, I tried to focus on having her here and yeah. being grateful for mm. that so that really really helped me to stay positive and not dwell on the fact that fuck my mum's dying you know um mm. every day just be like she's here she's you still know, here she's still yeah. here so that was a huge huge help um also i'm like really into my crystals um i have this um a clear quartz that it's gonna sound I sound like such a hippie. <laughs> no, no, we love it. <laughs> no. We love it. But um and even my husband, who's like so not like into anything like that, he just says, I can't believe like how much those things have helped you. Mm. I have this clear quartz that I have by my bed. And if I'm ever feeling anxious or stressed, I'll literally hold it and I can feel like the anxiety like running out of me. They're so powerful crystals. It, like it, it's it's amazing. Um and then, where can where can you get one of those? Um, so there's there's a oh, what's her name? Um, there's a there's a girl on Instagram, and she's amazing, and I follow her, and she's just really like. Well, we'll put her in. We'll put yeah, her, we'll put her, her in the show. show yeah, notes. sorry. I'm yeah, not, no, 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 don't worry. Top of my head. Um, there's a there's a there's a really amazing crystal shop in the Cotswolds. If anyone's in Oxfordshire. Um, but yeah, just all, all around really. But okay. yeah, like do, do your research. Yes. Um, and yoga and meditation. So I know it's yeah. not like an item, but it like in terms of just calming and just keeping on top of that like anxiety is um, has been really good for me. And then there's one. She's reaching under the table. <laughs> She's going under. Sorry, What's she going to bring out? <laughs> I, I couldn't remember the name of the book, but um, so when my mum was diagnosed, um, the her the team. She, my mum was under Guy's Hospital. Yeah. Um, and they've got a, a fantastic cancer centre there, and um, my mum had the most amazing nurse called Linda. And she realised quite early on how important my daughter was to my mum. And she invited Isabella to come in and talk, meet, see the cancer centre, see where her nanny was having her treatment. I mean, oh, wow. So amazing. I mean, the, the, the things that the NHS do gave me her own personal number if Isabella have, has any questions. I mean, I'm still in touch with her now, this nurse. She's a lovely lady. Anyway, she gave, gave us a book called The Secret Sea. And it's all about, um, it's called Straight Talking About Cancer. Um, and it was just a really good book to to read with, for Isabella to read, um, to kind of, you hear that word, cancer, and to a child, it must seem huge. huge and yeah. we all know as adults now that there are so many different strands and different, you know, you can have cancer and get be over it in a few months yeah. or, you know, it, but, when you're young and naive cancer means death yeah unfortunately it does yeah but it doesn't always and the, that book if you are mm -hmm. going through if it, you know if a member of your family is going through cancer then the once we kind of explain it to a child that's a really good book Brilliant. Katie, thank you so much. I'm coming right round to the other side of the table yes, to give you the biggest thank hug. You. Thank, thank you. you so much. You're girls. amazing. It's been really cathartic. We love you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. 
We're I mean, both are speechless, actually, aren't we? Yeah. I mean, obviously, incredibly sad. Yeah. Incredibly sad, affecting all of us in the room. But a really important conversation to have, one that's not really spoken about that freely. You don't really go to those depths. No, and I think, hopefully, there'll be um, some pieces of advice that people can take away from um, Katie's chat and things Katie's learnt along the way. Mm. Um that would be helpful or comforting um, to anybody who's going through it. How brave was Katie to come in today and talk to us all about that? I mean, I it's just so raw. Seven months. I mean, seven months after my dad died, I was, well, I could barely go outside the house. Yeah. I know. It's amazing. But, are you, yeah. you alright? Yeah, I'm okay. Just, you know, it's one of those, one of those conversations that you have which just completely over that I felt like it was very overwhelming and mm. um just watching somebody speak so openly and you can mm. see you know everything that they're feeling is just mm. it's quite yeah it's 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 quite a lot she's so brave you could see yeah. the grief as well the grief was like pouring out of her yeah but equally when she spoke about her daughters her face changed lit up yeah and I loved how she was so positive she was like I'm not going to affect I'm not going to let my grief affect my children's life yeah and I think that was such a interesting point as well you saying that um you know your therapist was was the person that held you together yeah um and her saying that her children have held her Mm, together mm. um because that's the thing isn't it when when stuff isn't going right in your life you do hold it together for your children whatever that is yeah you have to yeah and sometimes Mm. that does help you yeah um because you have another purpose as well so yeah think we need a cup of tea yes we do and a biscuit please um so there is going to be no products from georgia and i this week katie gave us some really incredible ones at the end there so um uh, all that's left to say really is um if you would like to rate review and subscribe to the podcast that would massively help us out of course we would like a little five star if you if you're yes, going crazy please. with your thumbs <laughs> um, um and if you want to send us a message um about anything we've spoken about today or anything you'd like us to speak about um it's at made by mummers or you can dm zoe who is very good at getting back to dms <laughs> at zoe hardman <laughs> yes and we'll be back next week with more conversation can't wait 